There was some song I wanted to sing, and I don't remember what it was. Stinks. Uh, this is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023 A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. And uh, we're going to have a fun uh, Tuesday show. Joel Friday TV is going to happen after Hake today, and then American Anchor Baby. Some more Israel uh, propaganda, some of it to revisit. Greta Thunberg, Israel, ha- Hamas, Palestine, mess. Propaganda on many sides, on many sides, for and against. I have a David Pakman clip to share with you guys. And meanwhile, in America, um, synagogue president was stabbed to death over the weekend. Wow, around her home, at her house. I still don't know what the details are. I haven't really looked into it, but I have the picture of her. It's a woman. It throws me off every time. A little follow-up on that Jewish Reddit uh, post that I checked out. I guess I shared it with you guys on Friday. Somebody else, another Christian, mentioned uh, how the Christians support Israel, you know? And pro-Israel boomers, a poll. Some calls to get to. Matt Walsh on anti-white, oh, let it slide, versus anti-Semitism, shut it down. You know, Nikki Haley acting like, oh, we're not going to fund college campuses that are anti-Semitic, but we'll fund them as long as they're anti-white. Interesting. And and Trump versus the turncoats. And by the way, I have a 9-11 building that I want to show to you guys. Little 9-11 building, uh, World Trade Center buildings, little diagram drawing of it. I'm like, of course Building 7 went down. Duh. You guys acting like, how could it shut? How could it topple? Whatever. And I have a little bit on this speaker fight. Okay? The speaker fight. I'm not really that interested, but um, Trump retweeted or retruthed Laura Loomer. You know that gal? I covered her yesterday. Uh, Tying this one rhino... To George Soros. What? So anyway, all that, and hopefully your calls, guys. If you'd like to call in, some of you already on hold. But anyway, everybody, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. I am fine. I just reset the uh, the Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at the Hake Report feed because I noticed that I didn't hear the audio coming out of the Odyssey feed. I'm live on various platforms, everybody. Kick.com slash the Hake Report. Rumble.com slash the Hake Report slash live. Twitter, which is now X. YouTube, DLive. Shout out to the DLive redheaded stepchildren. I treat them poorly. And Facebook crew, the faithful few, some of them not so faithful, apparently, maybe. <laughs> well, one of them I banned for being a sleaze. 
but he's in the YouTube chat, so welcome back, UK foreigner. And Twitch, I'm even on Twitch, and of course, TalkStream Live, those of you listening on the TalkStream Live and the Listen Line, that's cool, shout out to you guys. Uh, let me get to a call before we get going, oh, by the way, I'm wearing my Jesse Lee Peterson 2024 t-shirt. This t-shirt was sent by a fan and friend of the show, I guess, and it inspired a a nice design on the Fallen State Teespring store. So you can go to rebuildingtheman.com slash stores where we have all the various t-shirt stores. Nice. But David in Ocala, Florida is on the line. You guys know and love David, don't you? If you love anybody. What's up, David? How are you doing? Good, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon to you. For, yeah. for you. Unless you're in cent- yeah. central time. Ocala. Yeah, it's 12. It's 12 here, All right. a little after 12. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to call you, um, before I get going, hey, I wanted to uh, tell William from California, happy birthday, buddy. Oh, right uh, on. I, yeah, and you told him he was Generation X, but he's a boomer, dude, because I think he was born like 60. So oh, okay. That, cut, that cutoff is 64 uh, for them. Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, Generation X. Anyway. I call because you had some people call. You've been having people calling you up bashing Trump. Oh you know? yeah, true. Yeah, like know? yesterday. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I mean, what do you want? I mean, I get you know. L- listen, before Trump got in office, I could go to McDonald's right and get a hamburger, French fries, and Coke for like four bucks. I went there the other day; it was seven dollars and fifty cents. I told him there must be a mistake. Wow. <laughs> There's no. Oh yeah. Food yeah, prices so. have been spiking ever since the. Communist overreaction to the China virus with the shutdowns and the um, the uh, what is that thing called chain of uh, s- uh, supply chain uh, issues yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Supply chain issues, yeah, yeah. But supply chain issues ain't got nothing to do with eggs. I mean, my God, a dozen eggs are nine dollars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. See, see, the dollar's been devalued so bad. You know, the other day I heard. Check this out. Now, back in before the first oil embargo, you know, where they put it to us in 73, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, a barrel of oil was $3 a barrel, and it went to $12 a barrel, and that's why the gas went crazy. So that shows you how devalued the dollar is. Yeah. I mean, it is just trash, man, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. Trump was making us thrive, and then they undermined him and America and themselves and each other with the uh, overreaction to the China virus and the supporting of Black Lives Matter uh, terrorist attacks on the country. And now they're undermining themselves even worse with this, this mindless support for Ukraine. I guess there's, right. there's exceptions to the rule. Kevin Howe has a mind. Kevin Howe has a mind. But the rest of them are mindless Ukraine war supporters and mindlessly fighting each other on these college campuses over this Israel-Palestine war, and Mm -hmm. Sleepy Joe Biden barely has a mind at all. (laughs) Right. Well, Well, I'm not a doctor, so he has a mind. He has a better mind than Hakes. He's just evil. One of your callers brought up, you know, that that Trump, you know, got a hooker when his wife was pregnant or something like that. Yeah, talk about dirty (laughs) gossip, huh? You know, that's like, he without sin cast the first stone, man. They always go to this stuff. You know, how about how about Tara Reid? You know, that that's the young lady that supposedly Biden got a hold of, you know? They don't oh. talk about that. 
Yeah. They they shouldn't even they shouldn't even talk about it for anybody. You know, like I get I get Clinton a little bit because he did it in office, according to reports, right? But mm-hmm. but even him, like right. this is too trashy. You know, this is not supposed to be what you're what you're focusing on so much. Clinton was right. evil because he was a liar and he was um, for diversity and gun control and. Uh, he was a male Democrat, and he he pushed straighter gay type stuff. He was a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's what's evil about him. Not not because he was an out of control person allegedly in the Oval Office with that one mm-hmm. gal. Well, so. you're seeing you know people don't pay attention to this stuff, but what you know, I guess they got short term memories and they don't remember when Obama said he was going to transform this country, and he surely did. Yeah, because. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. I went to I went to my local Walmart store, and on the way in, there were so many immigrants outside the place and coming in. I'm not kidding you. I just looked up to the heavens. I looked up in the sky, and I said, thank God I'll be dead in 20 years. Okay? Whoa. So I go, oh, yeah. So I go inside. Yeah, because I'm really sick of this stuff, hey. But so anyway, you I shouldn't be so sick of it that you die in the next 20 years. What the, what yeah, the well, I'm, odds are, odds are, I mean, I'll be 78 years old. Uh, my birthday's in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll be 58. So, I mean, <laughs> odds are. You're uh, expecting you know, to die at 78? Lord yeah, have mercy. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I cancel really those on. words in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I rebuke. No, you're right. I, I rebuke do. you. But anyway, I go in and I'm. You, what, I'm, you don't I'm, honor your parents? That is because you, you don't. You don't honor your parents. That's why you don't expect to have a long life. I'm sort of joking, okay? I'm sort of joking. I'm <laughs> really not totally me. serious you about just, it, but you know what I'm saying. Don't okay, joke about that, that kids. Don't joke about yeah, death, kids. Right? Okay. Well, go if ahead. you could go back to when I was a kid and then look at this now, you might think the same thing. Anyway, uh-huh. so I go inside. I'm shopping, and uh, this this girl comes up to me with a child in her cart with a bunch of groceries, and she just ball face comes out and tells me, I'm an illegal, and I don't have any money. Can you help me? And I, I remembered she pull, tried to pull this on me a while back, and I bought her some baby formula. Uh. And I just got a, oh, yeah, I just got a little, like, sharp, you know, I, I got rough on her a little bit, and then I felt bad about it. And then I thought to myself, why should I have to deal with this when I'm shopping? You know what I'm saying? What the? I mean, man. I mean, it's, it's just. Wait, you. You, know, you think. Of, but you encouraged it by by obliging her, didn't you? Well, the first time she didn't have a kid with her, and and she want, needed baby formula for her baby supposedly, and a man turned her down. Okay. Nice. And, and yeah, and I and I felt bad for her, and oh. I bought her some baby formula. You know, you were yeah. set up by your emotions. Yep, I sure was, but I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't give illegals you, money. What the? You're encouraging them, and I right. Collar needs to I harden did. his heart, like Mike Gibson says. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. but I you don't want to be hard-hearted, but Not you want to be. You want to be solid in your well, uh, judgment. Well, the first time I wasn't, the second time I was, and then I felt bad, sort of, you know, because I always used to give to people no matter what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So the world's. You know, this stuff sort of hardened me now that I'm getting older, and I don't like that. You know, I was always... You you want to be just right. Christianity, you know, like I said yesterday, in not so many words, Islam is too strict. Uh, Judaism is, well, many of the Jewish people anyway, are too loosey-goosey. Muslims are too strict. Uh, Jews are too loosey-goosey. Christians are 
supposed to be just right in terms of right. of strictness, giving at the right time, not giving too much. So well, look I at encourage all you look to at, overcome that, man, because now all you're all illegal. conflicted. Right, I know. I'll get over it. But it, You're turning from Jewish illegal. to Muslim. <laughs> Actually, Jews, <laughs> no, Jews, are, Jews are told to be, are said to be stingy, but they're a little bit too giving with other people's money, like with uh, socialism. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Do you remember when... Except for the conservative the, guys. Go ahead. Did, did, you, did you ever see the video where uh, Chuck Schumer and... and uh, and Trump is sitting in uh, the office, and Trump's telling him he's going to shut down the government if they don't let if they don't let him build the wall to stop these illegals coming in. And and, and Schumer's fighting him over it, oh. and he tells him, "Look, I'll take I'll take full responsibility, Schumer. I won't blame it on you. I'll take full responsibility because these people don't want uh, Americans don't want these people coming in, bringing their drugs, bringing all this. You know, they can't. You know, we can't afford this." And now, look, I mean, it's all over, like, Chicago, New York, all these, going into these uh, black neighborhoods. The uh, the blacks are, you know, feeling that they're being taken advantage of. And then everybody writes, well, you know they're going to vote Democrat again. I know. It's ridiculous. No matter people. what happens, they'll vote Democrat again, no matter how bad it gets. I know. But the, re- uh, the Republican voters, if we're, if we're led by emotions and... Getting mad and then feeling guilty and then being too nice, we're no, right. we're a mess. We're enabling this mess, so we can't just blame the Democrat voters. Well, I blame them. They can't even pick a speaker, man. I mean, this, you, you oh, think yeah. them Democrats that take all that time to p- pick a speaker? I like house? that. I, I don't mind. I don't mind not having a speaker. I like Congress being spa- paralyzed. They only do harm anyway. So if they can't do anything, that's a good day. <laughs> I, well, I guess you're right about that. <laughs> right? So. Right. Well, I wanted to say these people that call up and bash Trump, they need to take a good look at themselves in the mirror, man, because, yeah. you know, but you're you talking too, good versus evil. Huh? But you, too, you got to take a good look in the mirror and oh, I, watch I yourself. Oh, I do. That's why I said I was, start, you know, I'm, 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 I'm working through this illegal thing. Right. You know, you know but <laughs> listen, let me just share one thing with you before I go, because you got to call or call uh, uh Probably like a month ago, a young man called up and he was talking to you about the rapture of the church. Okay, do you, oh, do you remember that vaguely? Okay, I it, I'm not going to go long on this or anything like that. But he brought up scripture Matthew 24, where it talks about two men will be sleeping in a bed, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one will be left. That is not the rapture of the church. Okay. Oh, that's the that's the second coming. And th- this is why you're supposed to study the Bible, because the rapture, God takes away the good and leaves the bad. And when he comes, when he comes back in, uh, in person, okay, he takes the bad away and lets the good go into the kingdom. So next time you read that, just think about what I just said, okay? Because he, he, it specifically says that the bad is taken away, the evil ones are taken away, and the good come into the kingdom because they got to replenish the earth after all the war and everything like that you know there's just you know so many it's so much destruction like we talked about before and that's what that thousand year millennium is about to is to repopulize the earth and that's it i don't really you understand what i'm talking about no i t- kind of tuned you out to be honest i apologize 
that's that, okay. It's okay. I know uh, you do that. You can go back and listen to it. <laughs> I don't, I'm not that interested in this stuff, though. You know, like I noticed and that. Plus, I noticed that about you. And then pl- partly because I don't believe that you guys have the are interpreting it correctly. Well, that's because we interpreted it literally, but that's all right, man. You know, anything that I might say to you that later on down the road might come back to your memory, you know, uh, might, you know, might be good. You know, that's how I learned from Fair other enough. people listening to them. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I, I got later on, I thought, oh, well, that's what that means. Okay. So, you know, it's no big deal. I, yeah. I'm just glad that we can have a civil conversation about it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate so. your call. Interesting. No problem. You have a great day, Hank. And, and uh, like like everybody says, Trump 2024, baby. Okay? Nice. Right See on, you. All right, bye. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Alex in Texas is on the line. Alex, thanks for calling and holding. How are you doing? I'm well, James. How are you today? I'm fine as well. Cool, cool. Right on. I'm just a musical Philistine driving through Texas. <laughs> but I figured I'd ask you since I saw... Uh, some news on it. If you know, I kind of have a feeling that you don't. But do you have any Bitcoin? I don't disclose my holdings. Oh, okay, but, fair enough. I mean, you know, but, it's kind of but a yes or no. You don't have to topic. tell me how much. Sure. Uh, uh, if you do have any, it's probably worth a lot more today than it was yesterday. I uh, noticed that it, like, at one point there was a, <laughs> there was a, there was a particular person who was invited to be on a particular show, and this particular person said, I will go if you give me one Bitcoin to be on your show. Normally, guests are not paid to be on shows, but this person wanted to hold Bitcoin, and at that point, I think it was like $10,000, but now it's probably up to $30,000, right? Or more? Yeah, it's over $33,000. I think it's $34,000 this morning. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, good for them. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's all numbers on a screen, which, I mean, it's a scam. <laughs> but I have no illusions about that, so I'm not... It's a scam, you know, but you can make money off, off of it. Right. It's a scam that you can make money off. Exactly. Why do you call it a scam? Well, let's see. I guess it's no more or less of a scam than any other... No, what do they call it? Not monetary system. That's too... Oh, layman, uh, like fiat currency. Yeah, fiat currency. You, where you, you need something. You need something to exchange things for other things. And if it's a number on a screen, that's fine. Everybody, you know, nothing's worth more than you're willing to give up for it. So if everybody agrees that the number is what it is, then I guess there's not a problem. Yeah, but, but the big pro- the problem is that the Bitcoin is becoming worth more than the dollar. If I mean, it's obviously one Bitcoin is worth way more than one dollar but it used to be just uh, a matter of like cents or less than a cent right originally oh sure yeah the first thing that was ordered with bitcoin was a pizza and uh (laughs) i think when toy story 2 came out the value of a bit like if you had bought twenty dollars worth of bitcoin you'd have i think a quarter million dollars wow you you could also have bought the toy story 2 dvd that's funny, man. Uh, there's that, but the thing that worries me about the, you know, it's probably not really good for people who don't have, you know, uh, sound investments or really any investments. You know, it's probably not good if you don't have any savings or you're not 
kind of looking out for yourself that the that Bitcoin's going up. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not an economist, and uh, sort of bored off this topic anyway. Especially after hearing your other caller bring up. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm on the road, so I lost my train of thought there. But bring there was something the else I wanted to ask you. About. Or the immigrants? What's that? The uh, rapture was, or the immigrants or the devalued uh, dollar? No, I guess it was neither. It was more about something you said. I think about Islam, um, and I think you know you said Islam is more strict. Oh, Judaism yeah. is kind of more loose. That's kind of that's all well and good. I was listening to some history about Islam today, and it it seems to me that there's a lot of confusion. I mean, they're they were just pointing out a lot of discrepancies and in, in the books, and it and it's like okay to be strict and everything about your beliefs, but a lot. I, I was I learned a lot this morning <laughs> about. Uh, you know, like you—you you were always taught that all all mosques face towards Mecca, uh, and it turns turns out that's not true. Like, not <laughs> yeah. not not until like three hundred, four hundred years after Muhammad died, did was any mosque pointed toward Mecca. Okay, uh, there was no no firsthand accounts of Muhammad until two hundred, three hundred years after his death. Whereas, you know, Jesus had the disciples. Uh, I think it was thirty, uh, forty Martin, years Matthew, after, right? Matthew, yes, yeah, not too much longer. So there was just a lot of stuff. But I learned that kind of made me wonder, uh, you know, I, I, it's just stuff that I feel like if, if most Muslims took it seriously and looked at it, they might come home to the real father? <laughs> well, I didn't expect you to use, that's called up talk. <laughs> uh, the I did not expect a man from Texas uh, to be using up talk. You got me. It's <laughs> my it's my uh, it's my Yankee parents. Uh pretty funny, man. <laughs> I do that type man. type of stuff sometimes. You're growing. He's going sure. through puberty, guys. You're a valley girl. Oh uh, yeah, thirty four year old pub <laughs> puberty. Uh, making me blush. Um, Interesting, man. So you're so you're criticizing like the uh, the whole setup of the Islam religion and how it has some flaws or suspect things about it. That's fair. It just seems that Christianity is more based in well, based in general, but based in truth, like yeah. in in verified. Uh, a lot a lot of Islam is. Uh, What's it called? Vocal vocal tradition? Oral, uh, oral tradition, yeah. Oral passed tradition, down. yes. Passed down through mm-hmm. words and not with the books and, and all that stuff. And uh, I don't want to get it to it too bad, because, no, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but... Right. Like, that's... Like, my life is about seeking truth, and I've come closer to God because of that. And so I just think if, uh, you know, you know, people might find out that there's more to Christianity than they thought. If they, <laughs> they took a look at other stuff, I didn't do it again. Well, kind of, well, cracked no, a little bit, but it's cool. I, I, I renounce. I uh, disavow. <laughs> That's funny, man. Uh, you're engaging in bigotry, says Silvio Dante Jr. Me? Okay. Um, you know, when you say you're searching for truth, you're. Uh, do you mean that you're like researching stuff, or do you mean that you're watching yourself and how you respond to things and? Um, or being and being quiet, uh, 
in the more personal way, or do you mean like external factual stuff about the world and how different religions have been set up? Yeah, calling you has been as external with it as I've gotten. Uh, it's really, I really am a big fan of sitting and watching and waiting and not not passing judgment, and that's why I don't, that's cool. uh, you know, I, that that's where the inflection comes in. Like, I'm really not trying to <laughs> step on people. It's like uh, things, thoughts I haven't fleshed out fully. Like, this is all stuff that I heard this morning. I'm just kind of hashing it out with you. Um, but, yeah. But don't, I'm, I'm you a don't want to... I'm, I'm a, Go I'm ahead. a fan of both, uh, you know, knowing factual truths, yeah. but also going inside and finding that truth. <laughs> Chris in Arizona says he's definitely a Canadian. Wow, he just said he's a Yankee. That's it's not as bad as Canadian. <laughs> well, my parents are Yankees. I'm I'm from Texas, right. born and raised. Nice. And uh, I resent being called a Canadian. I disavow. There's really no need for that kind of name calling. <laughs> I know that's funny, man. You're a pretty funny guy, um, but you don't want to you don't want to soften your uh, presentation. Just say it like a man, and let them judge you and think that they're be- think that you're being harsh because you're you're truly not being harsh about it. You know you don't want right. to go. You don't want to soften it with a. Uh, voice inflections and stuff like that. That's something I'm that's something I am working on. It's uh called, you know, discernment is something that I learned from Jesse Lee Peterson actually and that 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 is the the actual nature of love is to discern and to tell, you know, tell people the truth because it's better for both of you. And uh, you know, when you ex- like for instance I had a, an ex that, you know, we had a terrible codependent relationship and everything went to crap, but it was don't say crap kids. Uh <laughs> it was because you know, I was just still very much beta, just kind of hanging on to that. But discernment would have been realizing that it's not good for either of us to try to prop the relationship up. Basically, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Um, I just don't feel confident, I guess. Like, I I came to some conclusion, but I I don't know if it's uh, worth it to to say... Some of the things that I that I'm thinking because they might they might they might not be very useful. Um, so I'd rather say things that that are useful. And if if that means being harsh, that's fine. I just have to find the uh, truth in it so I can find my confidence. But I know there's something there, and that I don't. I know that I'm coming from a place of love when I look at Islam and and have questions. It's not because I'm purposefully looking for flaws in something that I have these preconceived notions about, it's actually the opposite. I've been looking into Islam a lot because, I mean, uh, forgive me for saying it like that, I feel like <laughs> Islam. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's, it's all love, but I do have questions. Right. Something's fishy. Yeah. Interesting, man. Uh, I appreciate it, Alex. Interesting call. Great call. Call me again sometime. Is this your first time calling Hake, or you've called him before? I called you last week about jerky. Oh, right. That was a great call. Alpha jerky is tough and and hard and dry. Smoky and peppery and all (laughs) that. Has your alpha, alpha jerky arrived? Not yet. Okay. Cool. Well, call but me again when you have a review on it. Give a review, right? Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. 
or whatever right, topic. Take care out there. Thank you, yeah. man. <laughs> take sure, care, no Alex. problem. All, All right. right. Thanks, James. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Alex in Tejas, Texas. A whole lot of Muslims down in Texas. Or is there? Or are there? So let's revisit this uh, Israel propaganda thing going on. It's a tomb belly. Here's that same story again. I have the picture of, I'm mainly just showing this, let's see, Israel propaganda folder there, Hassan. And then go to the Greta 1, New York Post tweet. I'm I'm showing this to show her uh, little stuffed, you know, the little stuffed animal, octopus. She said, she posted in her IG explanation that it was not... Uh, an anti-Semitic dog whistled symbol thingy. You know, anti-Jew. It was not, oh, these Jews get their tentacles everywhere. No, it was, it's an animal, it's a stuffed animal that's useful for autistic children. Create a tomb belly. Uh, this is old news from Friday, I guess. Deleted a pro-Palestinian post featuring anti-Semitic trope. There's that word, trope. It's a liberal word. It might even be like, well, I was about to say, I was, let me just stop myself. Claims she was completely unaware. Uh, apparently a stuffed anime octopus <laughs> is now anti-Semitics' echo. Yeah. And uh, look at this picture of this beautiful girl. Mentally ill Swedish child. No longer a child. 20 years old now. Um... Kind of just cycle through these pictures of her with this, this Jew stands with Palestine, climate justice now. All the youngins are supporting Palestine now. It's all the rage nowadays. Hassan, show like the uh, more zoomed in one. Uh, uh, Number three, stand with Gaza. And it has a little thing. It has the little, uh, uh, in that one, I have a more zoomed in one with the upper left picture. Um, it has the animal, the cute animal. <laughs> how could, how could, how could love be anti-Semitic? <laughs> I'm quoting a, uh, a cartoon, anti-racist Hitler. How can love be anti-Semitic? <laughs> anyway, how can a beautiful stuff, stuffed octopus be anti-Semitic? <laughs> Climate justice now! Bunch of dumb stuff. I remember seeing Palestine stuff and Hamas stuff. This weird, like, Muslim guy taunting the police in, like, Ferguson, Missouri uh, during Black Lives Matter 2014. I'm with Hamas. And he's like, what does a cop know about Hamas? But, yeah, they've been in cahoots with Black Lives Matter and climate propaganda and all the young, dumb college students. Well, there's a mixture because there's the... Jewish students who are for Black Lives Matter, but some of them do support Israel, uh, Palestine. Look, this one, gal, this Jew stands with Palestine. And remember, I said, I stand with Israel. And I said, shout out to uh, Palestine, because we love everybody. We're Christians. So that's, I, ju- I mainly just zoom in on that cute little monster guy. I mean, not monster. Stuffed animal. That's a, what can those tentacles can't reach anything? <laughs> and Greta, Greta Thunberg. Look at him, he looks kind of mad. That is kind of scary. 
And these scary girls with their tough faces. None of them are smiling, by the way, except for the Jewish girl a little bit. But there are a bunch of frowny faces. Oh, she has a half smile. She looks sort of like my niece. Anyway, uh, that's Greta. Here's another gal whom I kind of like. Um, Rashida Tlaib. Talib. This is old news as well. It came out like last week or something. Rashida Talib posted on X. This is really old news, like from Wednesday or Tuesday last week. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital. See, these Christians always set up hospitals where these Muslims and other people are fighting. Like, they, where, where's the Muslim hospitals? Maybe there are. I could be completely ignorant, which I am. Um, killing 500 Palestinians. Doctors, children, patients. Just like that. Well, she didn't snap, but... And uh, she, quote, tweets this blue checkmark named Dr. Umar. It's Omar, not Umar. Um, POTUS, uh, President of the United States, this is what happens, meaning uh, Biden, right? When you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. And Biden doesn't want a ceasefire, I guess, until the hostages are released. I don't know. And then the Hamas people say that the hostages, 20 hostages have been killed in the Israeli airstrikes. And the Israelis say that's just psychological warfare. It's not true. And so the Hamas and Israel are accusing each other of psychological warfare. Because Hamas told their people, don't, don't evacuate. That's just Israel's psychological warfare. So anyway, continuing with Rashida Tlaib, one of the squad ladies, I use the term loosely, she looks like a, a cool Mexican mama from my, when I was in high school, she just sort of reminds me of one of my friend's mothers. No specific friend, no specific mother, but she just, you know, she's a cussing, uh, smart-mouthed, attitude, kind of cool gal, Rashida Tlaib, and, but now she's a member of Congress in, out of Detroit. And she's Palestinian, by the way. And she might be Muslim. I think she is Muslim. Your war and destruction only, a, only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans. If you're Palestinian, you're not American. Right? And Muslims Americans like me, she says. Okay, you're American. We will remember where you stood. And then here's her quote tweet. Number two, Dr. Omar Suleiman, 504. Dear world, Israel just bombed, and this is, again, this old news from last week, over 500 Palestinian civilians, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily, it turns out it wasn't necessarily Israel, and it wasn't necessarily high casualty. <laughs> it was an explosion in the parking lot, maybe killed a few. I don't know. Palestinian murdered over 500 Palestinian uh, civilians. In war, is it murder? Is it in war? And when you kill people, civilians or whatever, is it murder? I guess. I don't know. It's war. So, like, all bets are off. So, I don't know if you call it murder. Even if you're targeting civilians. Is it murder? War crimes? Whatever. I, I mean, I'm not for war. I'm not for killing the civilians. But when you have a war, you're going to get civilians killed. Anyway, um... 
white phosphorus chemical bombs confirmed by Human Rights Watch. Human Rights Watch? That's a communist propaganda. They, they put out some factual information, I'm sure. Was not enough to open your eyes. Over a thousand dead children wasn't enough. Will you open your eyes and act now, world, dear world? Dr. Omar Suleiman. Context. Oh, here's number three. To be. Context. The U.S. has collected high-confidence intelligence showing that the explosion at the hospital compound in Gaza was caused by the militant group Palestinian Islamic Jihad, not an Israeli strike. Palestinian Islamic Jihad, not to be confused with Hamas. It's a different group. And they link to a Wall Street Journal. So, shout out to the community notes. Who is this propagandist pro-Muslim guy? Uh, number three, Dr. Omar Suleiman. Imam, he's an imam. Shout out to the imams. I like the imam of peace. Who's not for this war stuff. Muslim for humanity. Lover of justice. These people, they put a capital J, so you know it's not actual real justice. Um, bridge builder. New Orleans native. What? Oh, he, I wonder if he's part black, if he's like a light-skinned black guy. Or if he's just an Arab guy from uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. And he's in Dallas, Texas now. To the suddenly concerned and praying, as his pin reads his pinned tweet, October 9th, our Palestinian casualties are always your footnotes. The daily humiliation of occupation ignored. Yeah, because Israel, Israeli soldiers have occupied, according to Wikipedia, I read, all right? So I don't know much. Um, occupied the area of, like, Gaza and West Bank or whatever. Um, for since 1967. So that's why they call it occupation. It's humiliation. Well, I don't know. If you want to take that as humiliating. The aggression by settlers and soldiers alike on holy sites and souls. The annihilation of entire families that follows. The devastation, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of victimhood, part of which is, I'm sure, true, right? They, they put a lot of facts in there, but he pushes, he pushed stuff that wasn't, turned out not to be true. That's why you shouldn't be too quick to judge. What a mess, huh? Oh, I'm shaking my head. I'm kind of bored with this, let's get back to calls, guys. <sighs> I did want to talk about Sam Harris and Cassandra Rules because I liked balance. <laughs> Jaime in Minnesota is on the line. Jaime, thanks for calling and holding. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Nice. What's up? Hey, uh, I was uh, thinking about what the last caller was saying about like looking into the, the religion of Islam. Oh, okay. And uh, I've been watching a lot of videos on it and, you know, kind of debates and discussions. And uh, uh, one of the uh, people that I looked at was uh, somebody that uh, was interviewed by... Uh, they interviewed uh, JLP, Sabib, and Eddie. I don't know if you remember Eddie that. Dean? said it was about a year ago. Eddie Dean, who, who JLP talked to? Yep. I didn't see what his last name okay. was. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Sab- Muslim guy. Yep. Sabib was uh, one of the 
the videos that I, I watched quite a bit, and he had a, a Christian pastor who was just off off his rocker on a different video. Okay. And all in his emotions and and this kind of thing. And that's the, the kind of pastor that I I grew up with. Okay. Uh, and the, the, that pastor said, I'm just a very passionate person. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's, that's I, you're talking about the Christian pastor who was like on Facebook or something. Like a, he was wearing a hat, maybe? Skinny white man? No, he was an older man oh. uh, with a beard, gray beard, uh, uh, heavier set. Oh. And it was like a, a sit down uh, kind of table. Oh. Uh, and a whiteboard. Shouting Pastor is what it was called. Oh, okay. Interesting. But uh, uh, I bring that up to for the, the point that um, if you're looking into a, a religion and just to understand it, if you go at it through your own religion's lens, you know, yeah. thinking, uh, you know, Christianity is the right way and there's no other way and uh, and everything that doesn't uh, go with that is a lie and, a, and I'm just going to keep it out of my head. Obstinance. If you're yeah. going to be obstinate about it, then you're better off not even doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking into a religion like Islam. And uh, I was curious about it, and I listened to about 45 minutes of that book, you know, on YouTube. And uh, so far, I haven't, I mean, it's only 45 minutes, but I haven't heard anything that goes against what the Bible says. You know what oh, I'm okay. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. And you're talking, and this is an Islam-related book. Right, the Quran. Oh, yeah. okay. The Quran, you got to be careful because the Quran's not their only book. It's kind of like saying the Torah is all of yeah. of Judaism, and it's not. Right. And uh, so and what I understand... kind of different. Yeah, what I understand is something called Sadith. Yeah, that something like comment- that. Kind of like commentaries. Yeah, on- there's... And there's like the writings of Muhammad. The Muslims told... The Muslims in JLP's Fallen State chat told me in... Hake, you're so ignorant. Uh, Muhammad was illiterate. He didn't write anything. But he had some oral tradition that was passed yeah. down and written down, I guess. And I guess that's maybe where Takiya, where you can lie to the infidel, is from or something like that. And he turned into like a very warlike person. You know who knows a lot about Islam? Is uh, Bill Lockwood, who appears on the Jason Lee Peterson show last Tuesday of the month, usually. He's, he's done whole debates about Islam. He says that it's socialism in religious garb. Right. And uh, about the, the, you know, the extra writings, uh, with the, the Jewish uh, tradition, you know, you got the Torah, and then you got the Talmud, yeah, and then you got the Yesenia, and then you got, uh, there's a, the uh, Kabbalah. Those are other books that other people, but the religion is in that, Torah. Oh, okay. You know, and this other stuff is just other stuff. Guys like me, I'm a layman. I'm not going to get into all that extra stuff unless you know. Uh, let me get the book. Let me let me find out what's in the book. But don't you, know? you like? How about looking at the fruit of the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris, the Christian and, uh, fruit. 
you gotta be, uh, you, you gotta watch, I mean, I don't know. It's a mess. And, uh, this is the other thing that I want to bring up. Is a mess. Is, uh, there's like, uh, two parts to religion. And there's a political part, and then there's the actual religion part. Right. And uh, you see these people, like the, the Jewish people, there's secular Jews, and then there's religious Jews. Right. And uh, there's a lot of Jew- uh, secular secularism. Oh, yes. Where they, I mean, they've said, uh, I'm Jewish, but I don't practice. Yep. So what is that? That's nothing. That's, it's not religion. No, it's but the, but their culture kind of... Their culture is uh, definitely affects things like your culture, your upbringing um, makes you brings you into a, like a certain mindset. So they fall into yeah. a certain mindset. Oftentimes. Yeah, and so like with the the Christians, what I've noticed is their their political side of Christianity lets everything in. You know the. Uh, homosexuals, transgender, uh, those kind of things, those kind of ideologies that are not, uh, you know, morally straight Christian values. It's because that's the political side of it, and uh, that's not the religious side of it. I mean, in the book, you know, the Gospels, Jesus says what happens to these types of people. Not that, you know, he hates them or anything, he just, that's what happens. You should not... Take children away from the Lord. Right, and it's the same thing with the Torah, you know? The the Torah says what it says, but you have these political Jews and the religious ones. And then the same with uh, Islam. You have people that are political, but they're not religious. True. And uh, they have this uh, fake guise, this fake, fake disguise, like they are religious. Just like with the Christians, yeah, in the the pastor. And if you haven't seen the video with uh, the shouting pastor, uh, that's a JLP uh, interview. No, no, no. This is what Abib Sabib. Oh, he who was interviewing with uh, JLP. I saw that, and that was a pretty good one. Okay, but uh, yeah, that's the point. Is uh, these people? There's political side to the religion. And then there's the the actual religious side, and the political part is you know it's evil. Yeah, they they do these things in the name of you know whoever their religion. Yeah, and it's a it's a trick. It's a nasty trick. It really is. But if uh, if we stay out of our you know our thoughts and our emotions, we won't fall for that trap, and we can just stay out of it. Yeah, see it for what it is. That's fair. Sounds fair, Jaime. Right. And so, like, with the, the Quran, uh, I'm looking at it through a religious lens. You know, I just want to know the truth. That's it. I don't care about what's going on in the world. That has nothing to do with, uh, you know, me and God. You're, so you're looking for truth in the Quran? Quran? Right. Right. And, uh, you know, it matches with the Torah. So far, 45 minutes isn't very long. I'm okay. going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the whole thing and find out for myself. So right. that people who have this political, religious, uh, you know, Christian, and want to tell me something's in there, I'll know for myself. And I can just ignore it. Yeah. Ignore what these people who don't have my best interest in mind. 
True. You hmm. see what I'm saying? What what makes you interested in this? Uh, well, uh, first thing is uh, when I heard that you know the the Bible isn't uh, uh, or the Bible's corrupted. Verses had been added by from the original scripts, and then I was like, oh, "This that's what got me into." Uh, uh, Seeking. So, like, what what's an example of verses that were added to the original scripts in the Bible that you know of? Not sure. I I, I have to go back. I'll, I know of one. Yeah. The story about him drawing in the sand and and the, yeah. the woman caught in adultery, him saying, yeah. those of you without sin cast the first stone. I heard that that was added much later by somebody else. Right. And I don't know if that means the, it's. I don't know if that means it's a fake story or a true story, but just was added later or what? Yeah, and that's one of them. The most original script, the the most original one that there is, doesn't have that story. Right. And then you know you have these scribes who are supposed to write everything word for word. Uh-huh. Well, somebody made a decision in the church to add that. And to allow and it, even after it was, even even after it was uh, discovered that it was, whatever I don't know. And that's a corruption. It. And that's I don't wrong. know if that's a corruption or if that's just an addition. That's bad. How do you know it's bad? Uh, how do I know it's bad? Yeah, doesn't feel right. Feels like a lie. But just because it feels like a lie, does it make it a lie? Yeah. It does? It feels like, uh, you know, if uh, a misuse of trust. Oh, you think it what was else done, are you lying you think it was done surreptitiously? Thing, you, know what I'm you, you think huh? it was done surreptitiously? Not, or surreptitiously yeah. as in with, yeah. with malintent? Malice. Yeah, it was done with malice. How do you know that? You're like reading way into like something that was an addition to is, enhance. This is why. This is why. Because it's a political move. How do you the know church, that? you know, you you think back, uh, you know, into the three hundreds, four hundreds. The Catholic Church had all the power. They're adding stuff to the 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 Bible, and then fifteen hundreds, Martin Luther. You know how he put up the ninety five thesis, said, "Hey, all this stuff isn't in there." What's what's political about that story? Let's stick with that story about the uh, woman caught in adultery and him saying, "Who he without sin cast the first stone." What's what's malicious and wrong about that story that shouldn't have been in the Bible? Yeah. I'm asking. I'd have to look at it. I'd have to think not, about are it Are you more, familiar with I, that story? I guess I'm at the point, I just uh, stopped so far as this isn't supposed to be in there. I haven't thought about it hard enough. But just because it was added later doesn't mean it wasn't supposed to be in there. Yeah, it does. How do you know that? That's like saying just because the Americans today weren't originally in America, that means the Americans today shouldn't be in America. No, I don't think that's a very good analogy. <laughs> you might not be right, <laughs> but I. But well, like uh, the you, book, the book, the the Gospels. Those are religious. You know, they're religious texts, right? Can't be added to religious books all the time, right? But it's also kind they're, of historical. The, this, this gospel was given, but they didn't. To Jesus. They didn't do it. They're not adding to it all the time. They're just. I mean, nowadays right. they're they're changing the language and saying. 
God, well, they're turning okay. God into like a non-binary thing. But yeah. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. that one. This one story, you're this one story added in. You're calling it evil, but you yeah. haven't really thought about the story and whether whether it's um, whether it's right or wrong to put in. Yeah, and it makes me think about you know how the the mother lies to the kids about the father. A little lie, maybe a little lie here and there. Uh huh. Then it adds up. Right, yeah. but but this one this one edition may have been a, a proper edition. Right. But you're you're assuming it sounds like. Yeah. Based yeah. on your sense that it was a bad edition. And so that's why that's what started me on yeah, you know, okay, let me find I got a, you. another that's... book to to figure out some more so you're yeah. looking. So you think that there may be truth in Islam that's not found in Christianity because you're looking for the truth. Well, I know that there was truth in in what Jesus was saying, uh-huh. and uh, then it was corrupted, and so it follows logically that if God loves us so much, He would send another prophet with another book. <laughs> and I got to look at this book for what it is. I got to check it out, <laughs> and if it's bad, I'm gonna throw it away. Zeus says, Hake is picking sides. I'm not necessarily even picking sides. Like, I don't have a strong opinion that that was a good story to bring in. Like, it, it makes well, it me a, ponder. It okay but I don't think yeah, that it it's, good. I don't think it's good I, to make a judgment that this is a, a negative thing that it was added later. It doesn't mean that it was a negative thing. That's all I'm saying. It may be yeah. a negative thing, but I don't, I'm not convinced that it is a negative thing. Well, I, I think it was a negative thing. But why would you think that if you don't know? Well, because it's, it's the Bible. You're not supposed to mess around with the Bible. But it wasn't the Bible until it wasn't the Bible until after that edition was made. Sure. Uh, but uh, so the the whole idea is there's political side to this religion, yeah. these religions, and then there's the religion. If a person, a layman like me, uh, just wants to be religious, mm-hmm. that's how I got to look at these books. But if I want to be, you know an undercover political person and see that religion's a great way to control people, then I'm going to, you know, bash this and bash that and not even look at it and give it, you know, a good look. It's, okay, interesting, man. I appreciate it. Interesting call, man. And Zeus is thinking that I'm defending my Bible, but I'm not. I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just defending, I'm encouraging you guys to uh, exercise, like American Anchor Baby has done before, um, more, more aware of your jumping to conclusions. Right. You don't want to jump to conclusions that it's right or wrong for that thing to be added in there. It's fine to know that it's added in there. I, I like knowing that that was added in there, but I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, and I think you're you're a religious guy. Hey, this, I don't think you're a political evil guy. Right. I think you're on the right path. You know, you want to know the truth too, and yeah, you take it on your own at your own pace. Nice. It's kind of like people think Trump lied about the uh, Sidney Powell. I'm like, why do you think Trump lied about that? Like, he, I don't think he necessarily lied about that <laughs> because people are jumping to conclusions. You heard Joe from Phoenix say, "Oh, he she he was definitely on the she was definitely on his payroll." You, on my show yesterday, I don't know if you caught that call. I did. You did? I did. And that's uh, another, you know, 
it's a, a political, yeah, wrong way of thinking, or you know, a good way of thinking, and leave it blank. Leave it blank. Leave it as an I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good way of thinking. Is, I yeah. don't know. People uh, think. You know, people he, think. He, oh, he Hake is like being naive. Thing. It's like I don't necessarily believe that Trump did that thing with that that dirty video woman. I don't necessarily yeah. think he, he did or didn't. I don't care if he did. It's like an I don't know and I don't care. But people think I'm being naive because I say, oh, Trump denies that he did that thing with that dirty video woman when, uh, when his current wife was pregnant with uh, Baron Trump. And they think I'm being naive, but I'm actually being um, careful what I believe. Right. Yeah. That's good. Nice, man. Great call, Hyman, Minnesota. Yeah, I thought I'd call about that and give my two cents. Yeah. Let me know how, how, uh, how this develops as you uh, listen to the Koran. Quran. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Quran. Yeah. Thanks, man. Okay. Bye. Bye. Guys, hey, I need Joel Friday in here. Joel Friday here. Before I get back to calls, I will get to you guys. I appreciate you guys. Can you Joel Friday? Can Joel Friday come in the house? We have him coming up. Uh, you can just walk by by the camera because we like it quaint. <laughs> it's charming. Oh yeah, you can sit on that thing. I guess it's like sitting on the pads. Um, what are you going to be covering on your show today? You're going to come on right after Hake. Yeah. What is, what was the title that I have? Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring him on. Before the music break, because the chat says that I lose viewers during the music, the Hake music. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I brought him on with a high viewership. I, uh, You guys are going to have to wait. I'm going to save it. Okay. For, partly because I forgot, but also because um, it's going to be interesting stuff that I want to bring up. But I, it kind of ties into what I'm going to talk about on the show. So you'll have to tune in to see. But... You don't want to miss it today. Nice. You definitely want to make sure you check it out. He talks about relationships, spirituality, and argues with callers. It's a, it's a, de- not not arguing with malice or or ego necessarily. <laughs> right. <laughs> or at least try not to. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right on, man. Yeah, but. Um, they can, uh, I am, oh, I'll probably wait to announce that too on my show. Yeah, I was going to announce something. Okay. But I am on Buy Me A Coffee. Yeah. yeah. He lowered the price yeah. of his his donuts. You can buy donuts on buymeacoffee.com slash TV. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they give you options. Huh? You can do like donuts. You can do different things. Yeah, you can just call it Super Chats or Tips or whatever. Or coffees or donuts or whatever. Yeah, I'm on there. I'll link that. I'll link that for you guys too as well. Sweet, thanks, man. Right on. No, thank you. All right for the promotion. Jo- uh, Joel Friday TV right after Hake on Tuesdays. Joel Friday on Tuesdays. I'm gonna get to your calls, guys. But first, let's get to some music. This is Steve Taylor Tuesday, the inaugural Steve Taylor Tuesday. And speaking of. Uh, uh, greed, I guess, and immoral, unchristian values that infects all people. This t- is titled Cash Cow, a, uh, a rock opera in three small acts by Steve Taylor, a Christian uh, artist from 1995, the album Squint. I hope you enjoy it, you musical Philistines. I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2 
Hang tight. Move, moving closer, moving closer to the, moving closer to the middle of the frame. So good. I like this, says Doom Jesus. Wait for it. It starts back up in 30 seconds, and then we'll get to calls and super chats, guys. 
James's taste in music has me questioning why I like his opinion so much. LOL. <laughs> Lots of laughs. This is actually cool. Indeed it is. It's rocking. It's rocking. Where's your DC talk shirt? <laughs> is it going to come back? This flew right over my head. Well, I know I listened to it a bunch of times. And then it, I kind of like sunk, the meaning sunk into me. Yeah, it reminds me. Carmen. Hang tight, callers. Super chats after calls. Steve Taylor. Thirty second break. Come on, man. Better than AAPI music. Whoa. Whoa. Steve Taylor Tuesdays, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed that almost as much as I did. I got to get to Zeus in Florida, who's on the line here. Zeus, thanks for calling and holding, man. What's up? What's going on, hey? How hey. are you? <laughs> Chilling. Nice, nice. Uh, so I just called to chime in on the uh, the Bible conversation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, last caller. That was a good call. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Um, what's your version of the Bible? Like, what, what Bible do you read? You know... I was, I don't have one. I was raised on NIV. Like, my mother bought me an NIV, new and international version, the liberal one. Well, re- <laughs> liberal for the 90s, I guess. Uh, and then I would also read, a lo- I read a little bit of the King James or New King James because it's a little bit easier to read. I've mm. heard that the ESV is okay, the New American Standard Bible is okay. And I also sometimes pull up the the Catholic Bible, the uh, New Jerusalem one that JLP has, you can look it up on catholic.org slash Bible slash. Hmm. So those are just the different ones that I sometimes check out. I got a Bible that uh, was given to me by uh, some Jehovah Witnesses, and that's the only Bible I have. Not because I believe it, just because they gave it to me, and I don't know. But what I wanted to bring up is the Ethiopian Bible is like, 800 years older than the King James Version, so what's your take on that? You know, older may or may not be better. Um, I wonder who made the Ethiopian Bible. Huh. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but apparently, I was looking it up, they have like 100 books compared to the, the King James 66, I think. Oh, wow. And like one of the, one of the books they have in there is uh, the Book of Enoch. Which talks about like the Nephilim and stuff like that, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I. I. I'm, I've never read the Ethiopian Bible. Okay. I just did it to merely point out what I believe Jaime said. It's just used to control people, and I understand that there's a verse in there that says uh, if you add to this this book, yada yada yada, God's gonna get you or whatever. Right. But when it comes when it comes to power, you really think people care about that? People are gonna do what is necessary to take power. So, and I'm not saying. For a fact, this is what they did, but I mean, who's to say they didn't just manipulate this book and pull what books 
because they wanted it, to manipulate people for power. And all I'm saying is, if you want to believe the Bible, I don't care. Like, the Bible has some good stuff in it. Yeah. I read it occasionally. I like uh, the Psalms myself. I like different stories. But I just think, like, when people act like their book is more important than the other people's book is when it's like, I don't know, I think you're wrong. There like, is not a... you, per se, but I feel like when the Muslims think, oh, our book is, is right, or the Jewish people, my book is right, or even Christians, when they say the same thing, I think that's where you're wrong. If you want to believe it, believe it. Who cares, right? Yeah. But to act like your book, and then the thing about it, the King James Version is is not even the oldest version of the Bible. And when I think about the Ethiopian Bible, I think of King Solomon, which was supposed to be this this wise guy, had a bunch of like uh, wives and concubines. Yeah. He, he got with, uh, I believe her name was the Queen of Sheba, mm-hmm. and she was Ethiopian from what I've heard. And I think that's that's where that the, that Bible comes from, I believe. And I, I've heard stories, obviously, I don't know if it's true, but that's that's where they say the uh, the Ark of the Covenant is, is in, or it was in Ethiopia. Yeah, Ethiopians, they, they're they a Christian country, or were. Um, it's interesting. They uh, Are you saying that uh, King Solomon... Got with her like like physically like like a like yeah. a, like a concubine or just met with her and shared wisdom with her. No, I think he got with her like physically. Oh wow! Because from what I've heard, because I study Solomon and different things. Okay. And from what they say, he's kind of uh, a guy who was weak right. to the passions of women. Yep. Like he he loved women, and so I think that's why. From what I heard in the story, that's why he gave her or has I guess gave him the Ark of the Covenant because he was that into her. Wow! You know I. I remember reading about Solomon in the Bible. I read I read the Bible all the way through one time. And I remember that he was God asked said him, to him, you can get you can have whatever you want. Uh just ask in one thing, one thing that you want. And he asked for wisdom, and God's like, "Right on. You asked for wisdom. That's a good thing to ask for." And so he gave him wisdom, and so he was very wise and he was renowned renowned around the world. I may be misusing that word. But uh, I didn't... I don't know whether he got with the Queen of Sheba or not. I know that he had a lot of wives and concubines, and that part wasn't very wise. He ended up following <laughs> after their gods. Like, he he fell for their gods. And, uh, That's true. He did do that. But I thought... My impression was just that he met with the Queen of Sheba or whatever and shared wisdom with her, and maybe he sent something like that. You may be right. I just... I don't know that to be true personally. Based well, I wasn't on there, so I don't, I don't know if it's yeah, true exactly. But I, <laughs> so what I've heard, and also another interesting thing about Solomon is there's like a, a, a book, uh, it's called the Ars Goetia, and essentially he bound 72 demons, and they say that's how he built the temple. Oh, yeah, because he was a man of peace, whereas David wanted to build the temple, but he had too much blood on his hands. God's like, no, man, I, I made you a, a, a king of war, and you're not, therefore, you've shed blood, and you're not clean enough to build the, the temple, so one of your sons is going to do it. So that's why yeah. Solomon got to build the temple or whatever. Yeah, apparently, he was like a, a magician, quote-unquote, and like he could control demons and jinn. And jinn are in, in the, the Quran, by the way. Genies. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's yeah, according it's, it's to thing. something outside of the, nor- the normal Bible that I know about? I don't think it's in the normal Bible. I think it's yeah. mentioned in, like, uh, the Quran will, will speak to that, like, his wisdom. And I think in, I want to say one of the Jewish books, maybe, what's that one? The Talmud, maybe? It's one of them. Okay. I, I've been listening to different stuff. 
Uh, another interesting thing, you know what Gnosticism is? I don't. G-N-O-S-T-I-C-I-S-M or something like that. Gnosticism. Correct. Kind of, it sounds like a root word of agnostic, but I don't know. You know, it has something you know to do with crazy? knowledge. Yeah. Well, that's the craziest thing. So uh, someone in the chat, use name, mentioned Gnosticism. Yeah. And he, I never really looked into it because I assumed it, like you, it had to do with ag- agnostic. But it's not. So I was huh? like, whatever. Yeah. No, it, apparently it's uh it's kind of the way I view it. It was a rival uh, Christian organization that essentially, uh, after Jesus died, they didn't write the Bible. Uh, okay. Apparently, from what I've heard, or I guess listened to or whatever, um, these groups all had their views of Jesus, and the ones that won around 300 A.D., 350 A.D., are the ones who created the Bible, <laughs> the normal Bible, I guess, as some would call it. Yeah. And they kind of labeled these Gnostics as blasphemers. Right. Heretics. It's interesting. I don't, I don't personally agree with Gnosticism either. Like, I, I, I didn't even know about it. I've just been researching it since I heard that guy talk about it. Okay. Or mention it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just think all that stuff is kind of fascinating, the history of it. And I don't know. I just, I'm not the kind of person who's going to buy that this, is, this book is this because someone said it is. I'm going to do my own, I guess, research. I'm going to do my own thinking. I'm going to look within and kind of figure out what I believe from all that. I'm not just going to take someone's word because I feel like that's where you get manipulated. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough, so man. I don't, I don't care. Like, if you like the Bible, that's cool with me. You're, I still think you're a cool guy. Uh, your music this week has not been that great, but I still think you're a cool guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. What did you think about me uh, saying, leave it blank? You know, the that edition of the woman who was caught in adultery and Jesus drawing in the sand and saying, he who was without sin cast the first stone. The fact that that was added in, me being agnostic as to whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess it's okay. I think it's kind of sad if that story is added on, because I think that's one of the, the better stories. Yeah, it's Jesus. a nice story. I don't mind he, them adding he, that in. Like, well, But I'm, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but it's, is it, it is it's interesting more, to know that. I think it leans more towards the wrong, simply because if they added that, what else did they add? What else have they manipulated in that book to, to control the hearts and minds of people? And, and that's the only thing I'm pointing out. It's still a good story. I mean, and that's why I said read the Bible and enjoy yeah. Enjoy the the wisdom in it, but don't don't treat it as gospel. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know what's what's even more subtle and deceptive is the meaning of words change over time, and then even more than that is uh, the manipulation of our interpretation of reality in our minds through our thoughts. You know how our thoughts totally mislead us. We could say, we could spout off true things all the time and not mm-hmm. truly be living it. We could, uh, we could doom ourselves in different subtle beliefs that we think that we, that we have. Like, I can't get it right. I'm never going to get it right. I'm only human and stuff like that. And that's so- something truly to watch out for, which is why I like JLP's focus on what, what Paul said in the Bible, take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's even more a deep and personal and real deception than even just these outward things being manipulated, you know? You're being manipulated even by your own, your own mind. Well, I like what he says that thoughts are demons. Yeah. And I feel like when those thoughts are saying you're not good enough or do something bad to yourself or whatever, those are just demons and they're trying to, they're trying to put negativity on you so they could steal that energy. So... I agree with what he says is all thoughts are lies. 
and those thoughts are demons. And so you should definitely never believe your thoughts, I guess, because especially if they're saying bad things, it just it seems logical not to to listen to them. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead. The thing with, with origin of words, I agree with you. Um, like if, if you get the chance at some point in the future, look up the origin of the word weird and you might find it pretty fascinating. Okay. Interesting, man. And, and fun fact about me, my very first book that I ever read was my first Bible. It was this little Bible with like, uh, cartoon drawings and it was a very moving book and I enjoyed it. So <laughs> right on. Yeah, the ch- some of those childhood things are all, all I need to know. I learned in uh, kindergarten. It's only now starting to sink in. <laughs> Definitely, that cool, makes man. sense. Yeah. Definitely. Well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll let you uh, roll. I, I just want to shout out Latin A. Uh, right on. Shout out to Latin A. Catch cool, you later. Man. Hey, have a good uh, week. You too, Zeus. Thank you, man. In Florida. Take yes, care. sir. Later. Bye. That was nice. Uh, somebody said, Matthew said, uh, you can be misled even by your own research. Something like that. People research and fall right back into the pride of knowledge, for sure. You can be, manip- be manipulated by your own research. Oh, Mike said that, too. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, he mentioned Gnosticism. Let me read this. Gnosticism... A prominent heretical movement from the 2nd century Christian church, partly of pre-Christian origin. Um, collection of religious ideas and systems coalesced in the 1st century A.D. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Anno Domini. <laughs> Among Jewish and early Christian sects. Emphasized personal spiritual knowledge above the proto-Orthodox teachings, traditions, authority of religious institutions. Uh, Google, Google, says the focus is on the individual and individual experience in Gnosis, whereas G-N-O-S-I-S, whereas Christianity focus was on the community of believers. I think you need both if you're going to be a person of love, right? I think you need both. I don't know. About, anyway, don't know, don't really care. I got to get to... Um, Man, Jesse in Georgia, first-time caller. Jesse, what's up? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. You doing okay? I am, thank you. That's great. I just uh, was sitting here putting in this horrible glass house thing I got from my wife, and uh, <laughs> I was listening to your show, and everybody's coming on talking about, you know, the Muslims and the Bible and how... You know, I even read that that the Muslim faith comes from the uh, Arabic uh, descendants of Abraham, which is hard to believe because, you know, Mohammed didn't live. There was no Muslims until 625 A.D., and that's 600 years beyond Christ. Yeah, I've heard that, too. What I heard was that they they interpreted that they came from Ishmael, that God's promise right. was to Ishmael, the s- son of Hagar, who was the assistant or cleaning lady for Sarah, Sarah who said, hey, Moses, I'm too old. Uh, God's taking his sweet time, so why don't you sleep with my helper? Oh, turn him up if you can. Come close to the phone, Jesse, so you come across loud and clear. How about, how about that? Is that better? I think that is. 
So yeah, uh, I've heard that too. I heard that they come through that. I don't know. Well, the only problem I've got with that is there's no nothing historically to back that up except what they say. Yeah. And if you take the Bible, the Bible is mentioned by other people throughout history. Like Josephus. I just got rid through uh reading the complete works of Josephus. He was a a Jewish author that lived during the destruction of, of uh Jerusalem. Yeah, he was a historian at that time, I think. He wrote down right. what, what went he, on. Right. And and he's been backed up by a lot of other people. Okay. Plus, he quotes he quotes a lot of old people. Nice. Throughout you know, throughout the his writings. And it's just and then I read I've read this book about how the Quran came around and it it it's history of Mohammed is who it, it was. <laughs> and it said that he kept getting kicked out of these towns because he couldn't get nobody to believe what he wanted them to believe. So he started he started picking the Bible, started taking things out of the Bible and incorporating them into his faith to get people to believe what he's believing because they wouldn't even listen to him. He'd have to leave, go from one town to the next. Wow. Just to, you know, just to get people to follow him. And, uh, and also, I discovered something else. But uh, Muslims, the Muslim faith has never been peacefully accepted by any other country. Wow. By any country. I mean, if you look, it's always been wars and what they call caliphates, which is the same, same thing as war. Yeah. I mean, they spread all over the world, from the Philippines to Indonesia. But if you'll read some of the history of these other countries like that, it, it'll tell that Muslims came as traitors. And then just like, the, just like the English did when they came over here. And the Spanish, you know, they globbed on to the local society and converted a lot of them. And there were a lot, you know, a lot of Christians killed a lot of people too. But... yeah. One of the biggest fallacies that I found was that everybody points to the Crusades. Well, let's look at the other side of the Crusades. Why did the Crusades occur? Because the Muslims were marching all over the world, taking over the world. And the Christians said, hey, look, we better get something together here. They're going to take <laughs> everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what it was. And they got all the way to Hungary. And guess who stopped them? Uh, the Christians. The Christian Crusaders. Dracula. Who? No, no, no. Dracula. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. He, he took it. <laughs> Dracula. It's not funny, but after he captured the Muslims, when they came marching in, he would, you know, he impaled them and lined them up on the street. Vlad the Impaler. Right. But yep. I, and you know how he knew about it? You know why he hated the Muslims so much? Why? Because he was given, he was given to the head Muslim when they were coming through by his father, and he had to go live with the Muslims for a while. They did that. They, you know, that was to keep peace between the tribes, so that that uh, you wouldn't have an uprising because your son was in their 
was in there captive. Oh wow! Okay, and he finally got he finally got free with him and came back and claimed his territory. But yeah, it was him, and I mean there was nothing stopping them. They were all up in the you know Macedonia and all up in there, <laughs> and uh, and he did. He, and he scared them when he when they came marching to try to retake the land. They saw all the all the Muslims impaled along the road, and that scared them so much that they turned around and left and went back. Wow, he was tough, I mean, huh? He spoke the only language oh, well, they understand: vicious, see, the brutal thing, violence. The thing was, <laughs> people don't want to study history; That's they a, just want to take what what people tell them. Yeah. And and the reason and I mean shoot Jerusalem changed hands two or three times before the Muslims finally took it back wow. because you know the Englishmen and the French they got tired of the war just like America does now and so they left and went home and that's when that's when they took it back over it's just, it, it's uh if you get a chance you want to look at look at some of some of Josephus's work I mean. He's a true historian. And I, you'll learn something about the early Jews that, that nobody will tell you. The Jews, the Christians, whoa. not even the Muslims will tell you. Because the Jews were pretty out left field, too. Oh, sure, That's I bet. Yep. That's why they had That's to why send Jesus. Kept getting <laughs> That's why God had to send Jesus. That's interesting, man. That's right. I mean, every time they stuck up to God, he'd take them back in and say, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, and then they'd go on and start doing what they wanted to do, and he just <laughs> weird. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he told them to destroy those people when he moved them into the promised land. He said, "Don't leave a cow." I Not remember cow. that. I've mentioned then, that before. God said to destroy even the women and children and animals. Right, and they didn't always do that they, when they should have because they got greedy. They're That's like, right. "Oh, they, they got greedy. Yep. They wanted to keep the cattle." <laughs> So wrong. So they suffer. They're suffering right now for that. Yeah, to this day, huh? <laughs> the sins of the sons pass. The sins of the fathers pass down to the sons. Right. Well, you know, there were some pretty wicked king kings of the Jews. Oh yeah, some pretty wicked king of the Jews. Right. It was. There were some righteous ones, and then really bad ones. Righteous ones, really bad ones. Less right. Bad, I mean, they really just took turns. Yeah. They took turns. I mean, they they closed. For a while, they closed the temple down completely. I mean, it, it, the Jews still had control of it. And they just shut it up. I mean, they didn't even go, you know, worship God at all. And, and oh, and by the way, the, the, the reason the Ethiopians play such a big part in Christianity today, and Judaism, actually, is because the Queen of Sheba and that little fella, I don't, I don't, quote the Bible because I don't speak from a level of authority. And okay. that's what you do when you speak Bible. Okay. But you remember when when the apostle went down uh went down to uh Fort Egypt and the guy was coming along, he was reading the Bible. Yeah. He was reading and he couldn't read it and he couldn't understand it. Yep. I think it was Stephen. And he interpreted it to him and then he baptized him. Well where do you think he went to after he got back on it? He got back on his thing and left preaching the gospel. And he was headed down south. Back to Ethiopia, I mean, where he spread. Yeah. Wow, that's cool, man. I mean, I mean, you see, there's a lot of history. People either don't want to learn 
or they just don't. For sure. I mean, but, but there's a lot that I'm not going to tell you. Great call, and man. I, thank, I you believe, for, thank you for the history lesson. Well, uh, that's why I started in college, so <laughs> All right. You right. have a good day. Talk to you later. All right, Jesse. Take care. Jesse in Georgia. Man, okay, let me plow through these calls, and then I'll get to Super Chats, and then uh, we'll see what we can do. Chuck in New Jersey is on the line. Chuck, thank you for calling. What is up? Hey, how you doing there, eh? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. This is a side note here. You've seen the Ten Commandments, I'm sure. You know what? I've never seen that movie. You've never seen it? I own it, and I have not even seen it. All right. When you when you if you if you have a chance to turn it on, at the very beginning, uh, the producer Cecil B. DeMille, he um, references uh, Josephus. Okay. In in his monologue, he used to see him. I think if you have the long version, he'll come out on on uh, on stage and he references uh, the writings of Josephus and, uh, and other scholars uh, that were able to. Give him and uh, in, in the, in the, uh, the screenwriters uh, the encouragement to write this this screenplay that they wrote. But uh, that's okay. uh, when when you, when you guys were just now talking about it, I that's you know it, it brought back memories of it. Okay. I have it. I own it. Yeah, I own it too. Nice. Uh, but what I was calling about was you know about the economy, and <clears throat> you know I didn't didn't want to take things in a different direction, but. Oh, you're fine. Uh, I have, yeah. I saw uh, a couple weeks ago, and I know you you work with Jesse, and I saw uh, a short video, and I think you commented about it when, when you know when you did your news reports. Okay. And there was they were at the border. I guess it was a uh, either at the border with Mexico and California or, or or Texas. I forget which. And what I saw in that clip was. Young men coming across the border. Yeah, and and what what kind of what kind of surprised me about it was these guys look to be in pretty good shape. Uh, I, I guess that their ages are between eighteen and thirty five. And what really surprised me was the fact that not all of them are from Central and South America. Right. Some of them are from the, some of them are from the Caribbean. Some of them are from uh, African countries. And God knows where else they're from. But uh, what I was what I was surprised at, and I did some research, come to find out that a lot of these people that are coming here, unbeknownst to a lot of folks in this country, are coming here to work, not necessarily bringing crime and drugs and stuff like that. In fact, and the fact of the matter is, more drugs come in through our ports as opposed to oh, wow. these guys. These guys bringing them over. I mean, you know, I live here in the Philadelphia area, and God knows they have uh, gotten tons of drugs that are brought that are brought in here on ships, container ships, and stuff like that. They've been able to capture it that way. Um, hmm. But the vast number, I, I would, I would be, I would say that the vast number of those folks that are coming over here are coming here to work on our farms and in our factories, and. Um, I'm right here in the community I live in. Uh, I, I'm getting ready to go to, uh, after I get off this call, I'm going over to uh, a dry cleaner to pick my clothes up. Uh-huh. And the 
people have run, the people have run that place and been there for a few years. They're, they're expats from IS and expats from, from Mexico, and they come here for a better life. Uh-huh. Uh, two of my neighbors are from Mexico, and they work, you know, in landscaping businesses and restaurants. Uh, they do a lot of the work that American young men and women don't want to do. Or I feel as though they don't have to do. They feel as though it's beneath them. Um, so when I hear people talk about they're taking our jobs away, they're doing this, that, and the other, you know, we need to stop and think for a moment. Nobody takes a job from anybody. You either you either you either apply for the job and you're, and you're given the job, or you're not. And when these people come over here, they come over here to work. For the, for the most part, yes, there is crime criminals that come here. Right. I won't deny that. We all know that, that there are criminals that come here. That's with any group of people that come here, there's criminals. We've had a big influx from Eastern Europe that came here. What do, you think about, people, what do you think about the fact that they're here, many of them are here illegally, and many of them are, are not such honest workers? They don't have the same values of the freedom of speech, the Second Amendment. They don't love white people. They, they fall for the rate. They cr- accuse whites of racism and all that stuff. And then they have children who vote Democrat and just, you know, well, vote for the destruction of America. Well, you know, if that be the case, and I don't know who's saying that or where that's coming from. I'm saying it. But, I'm saying it. Okay, okay, you're saying it. Yeah. You're saying, okay, yeah, you're, you're saying it. I, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll counter that with this. Then why come here if that's the case? Why come here if you're going to come here and fight against white folks? That makes no sense to me. But Stay they're winning, they're winning the fight against whites. Are they? Yeah, I, and actually their children are worse than them. You'll notice, like the uh, Im- the <clears throat> illegal parents or the parents right. who are who are legal, they may be more calm and nice and want to behave themselves because they're here as guests. And then their children are right. born here, and then they become spoiled Americans, quote unquote. And they're anchor well, babies, and they get radicalized. Some of them commit uh, crimes or terrorism, but most of them, you're right, they work and just whatever. But they're, they're, they don't have the same culture as the original Americans who value freedom. They have a socialist, uh, communist mindset. Just like, you know, the younger people today, even the younger right. supposed normal white Americans and black Americans right. are more spoiled and socialist and stuff. It's that times, times two, maybe, with, uh, with the immigrants' children. Well, let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. Uh, have you worked? Obviously, you work in the in the uh, in the capacity that you work in. So you're not outside working in a factory, driving a truck. I used to like work that, at a factory. Correct? I used to work with Mexicans. Okay. okay. And I'm pretty sure now, they were illegals because many of them did not have. Uh, they didn't want to go down and do jobs in San Diego. They didn't have their driver license. Somehow they had their I nine, but they were not these. Except for like one or two, they were not these. Honest, hard workers. They were. Some of them were getting drunk off the job during the job. They would pretend to work. They weren't. They would steal from work. They weren't these honest. I get that there's a lot of spoiled people who don't want to work and don't want to do these jobs. Right. But if we got rid of welfare and unemployment and all that stuff, we they wouldn't have a choice but to have the Americans go back to work. 
I say we get rid of the birth control stuff because Americans are even immigrants, babies who get educated, they don't have kids. I get that we have a population problem because we have a welfare, a socialist system. So the young people need to work to feed the old. And we need uh, to get rid of the welfare, get rid of the um, subsidized birth control so that Americans can make American babies and those people can work at a young age. Because now you have like immigrant old mothers owning McDonald's and working at McDonald's when it should be the young teenager, black and whites, blacks and whites. Go ahead. Well, what I will say to to, to that is this. I'm glad you you brought up one thing about making babies. Yeah. And one thing that I do agree with you on is that we are our own worst enemies when it comes to making babies. Yeah. I come from a family of nine. I'm 71 years old. I come from a family of nine. Nine brothers and sisters? Nine brothers and sisters. Wow. I only had, it was only five of us, little hakes. You know, (laughs) and I'm 71 years old. We we were baby boomers. The You're, youngest of my brothers and sisters right now is over 60. Yeah. So what I will tell you is this. We're our own worst enemy when it comes to making babies. We're not making babies right now. Yeah. People are waiting later in life to make babies, and then they only make two at the at the most. And they come out deformed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. We, we, and, and then abortion. Abortion has... How many black and white and Hispanic and... Asian babies have been killed through abortion. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Millions. You know? Out of control. I, you know, I, I, like I believe in a woman's right to, I believe in a woman's right to choose, but I also believe in common sense. Okay. And common sense common sense will tell you that if you play with fire, you're gonna get burnt. If you yep. don't want to make a baby, then don't get protect yourself. Are you white that or black mean, out of curiosity, Chuck? Are you white or black? I am black. Oh, okay. I am black. I didn't know that. I I, all this time I was thinking of white man talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I try to, I try to speak in clear, precise, in precise yeah. sentences. My mother and father, they didn't tolerate, you know, <laughs> we came home and we started speaking abonics. We got our butts beat. Nice. So, but <laughs> the, the thing is, is that the one thing that we always, uh, you know, we would go to church on Sunday. Now, we didn't always do that. You know, when I got out of high school and went into college, I had, I had my wild years. But I then realized that there are some things, whether you're a liberal or conservative, that just make sense. Some things that don't make sense. Right. And one of the things that doesn't make sense right now is the way we're going about things in some respects. Yeah. You know, when we talk about this border, I look at this border and I, you know, I, I've spoken to Jesse about this border. Building a wall, in my estimation, was the wrong way to approach the thing. Well, if it's not the wanted, only approach. It was one of, it was part of the solution, not the whole solution. It wasn't, it, it, in, my, in my estimation, it was a bad solution. As, as we can see what, we can see what happened with Israel. They build a wall. And everybody touted the, uh, the, you know, the fact that they built this wall to keep the Palestinians and Hamas out. Yeah. And what did they do? They flew over it, went around it, knocked it back. Huh. You know, I did say something that I probably shouldn't have said to him one day. And I said, you know, if, if you're if, if you're that hell-bent on building a wall, then do like we do in North Korea. I mean, in, in, uh, in, on the border between North and South Korea. Build a, a, a minefield. That keeps people out. <laughs> I disavow that. 
I don't. <laughs> not, I don't in, in, in respect to the fact that if you're going to talk about building a wall and all that. Well, North Korea doesn't have an illegal problem. That's I would I would guess that Ill, that you're right about that. North Korea does not have yeah, a South problem. South Korea with doesn't, have a, doesn't have a problem. Yeah. But what I will say with respect to all this is that it would be it would behoove us in the long run to build a relationship with all of our neighbors, thus building our economy from the Canadian border south to all the borders that we have. All, we, we live in one of the most diverse areas of the world, and there's no reason why we can't build relationships with all of our neighbors. And it would improve our economy, it would improve their economy, and maybe some of this nonsense that's going on, it's not a liberal idea. It's something that Jesus would do. I think you that's know, what Trump was right? doing. Trump was building, he he did, and I don't know if this was a good thing or a bad thing, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, something like that, to replace NAFTA, which I think it might have been a mixed bag. It might have been kind of bad for us, kind of good. But he he worked for mutual benefit, whereas right now we have an America that's working to harm our enemies and we're harming ourselves by harming our enemies, trying to get rid of, trying to hurt uh, Russia's military capabilities by wearing them down, by funding Ukraine. It's a, it's a mess right now. I think that Trump was doing just what you're talking about. Well, NAFTA, about NAFTA I heard, was really bad for America. That was under Clinton, maybe, or, or Bush or Reagan or something. I think Clinton... But it was well, really who, bad. Who, op- who opened the door to China in the first place? I don't even know. I probably both. Probably both parties. Anyway, I think no, that went all the way back to Richard Richard Nixon. Oh, I like Richard Nixon. Take that back. <laughs> he did. No. He did. He, did. he may have. Been, he may he have did. done some wrong things. There's a lot of wrong things that great presidents do. Nixon might have been a great president. I'm not sure. He opened the door to China. I mean, you know, we were. China was our enemy for decades. Yeah. And then in 1974, you know, he opened the door to China and it took off from there. And But my thinking is that I, I like the fact that we're bringing a lot of our, 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 a lot of our manufacturing back to the United States. Yeah, me it too. It doesn't matter whether it's Trump or Biden or whoever it is. Yeah. I like that. Me too. In fact, here we're in, in, in the area of the country that I live in right now, if you, if you were here, I could take you up and down the, our, our interstate here and show you all the building that's going on. New Jersey, it's, huh? It's, it's, that's cool. Oh, man, that's crazy. It's right crazy on. what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. New Jersey is on, is, is on a tear right now. Right on. Uh, we're, rebuilding, we're rebuilding highways. All this stuff is, is happening right now. And um, the chip economy, you know, the, the, you know, um, China was holding us by the throat with respect to the manufacturing of computer chips. Oh, okay, There's yeah. factories in the country right now to to to, uh, to abate that. We're bringing that here, huh? That. That's good. To oh, hear. yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the <coughs> our fuel economy. Our fuel economy. I I had an argument with Jesse when he said, "Oh, they shut down the Biden shut down." I remember that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He and I, we argued about it, and he asked, well, who'd you vote for? And then I told him who I voted for, and I told him why I voted for him. And I said that that pipeline that came from Canada down here, there's already two pipelines that exist. Why do we need a third pipeline? Why not? There's already two pipelines. 
Why do we need a third one? The third one would have taken it right through. The more the, the merrier. Nations. Oh, say, no, not the more the merrier. I, I interrupted you. It would have taken it right through what? It would have taken it right through the nation's largest aquifer. Largest and aqueduct? Aquifer. 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 Is that you know, Indian you, land? American you know Indian land? No, aquifer is where they is where fresh water is stored underground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Naturally, naturally on the ground. So we disrupted our water supply. We were going to disrupt our water supply to get oil? We were going to take it through, and Nebraska was going to come down through the nation's largest aquifer. And you got to remember up there, that's where that's our heartland. Well, if you keep I it clean, if you keep it separate, then water and oil is a good thing. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is, is that the same company that wanted to put this pipeline through has already had several spills. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, I wasn't against the pipeline, I was against the path that it took. Okay. But the the other the, the other side of it is now, and this is something that's happened here in New Jersey, and we're here in the Delaware Valley, uh, south and in, in, in the Virginia area, in the Midwest, out on the West Coast, they're building um, refineries. They're, they're, they're building hydrogen refining because what we need is to have a diverse energy portfolio. We can't keep relying on just one source of energy. Okay. If we do, you know yourself, if we do, what's going to happen is the next time we have an ab oil embargo or a pipeline gets shut down in this country, we're relying on one source of energy. And when that happens, it affects our economy directly. Yeah, we have oil shocks that affect our economy. You saw what happened here in the last three or four years. How about we need we need nuclear, nuclear energy? I'm all for that. Yeah, clean, new fast nuclear reactors, clean nuclear reactors. Yes, all for that. Solar, all that. You know, we have a big. uh, You know, man. I got to cut you short, Chuck. Chuck, We I I got to. I'm coming to a close here, and I need to make sure I get my super chats in and stuff. It's great yes, hearing sir. from you, man. Call me again. Will do. Very uh, interesting. Take care, man. You take care of yourself now. You as well. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wasn't that nice? I love boomers, if I love anybody. Hang tight, callers. I'll try to get to as many of you as I can, but i got to get to super chats. I am remiss in not getting to any super chats yet. Based America First bought a coffee. Yesterday, in Derry, New Hampshire, these are always educating, Trump said, I will implement strong ideological screening of all immigrants. If you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country and you are not getting in, says Trump. He continues, we don't want you. Get out of here. You're fired. And that's the end of the quote. One can only hope he means demon rats, too. Whoa. Deport demon rats? Hey. The YouTube algorithm showed me this nice short about Trump, and he shares a short. And I'll have to share that with you guys maybe tomorrow. Nice. Uh, Thank you, Base America First. Barf Boy about a coffee says, Frog eyes tarred till I die. Nice. I like that. Frog eyes is a great... Uh, band from uh, Canada. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Ego is real, bought two coffees. Thanks for signal boosting the pocket article about this, a 34-year-old single millennial woman undergoing fertility testing who thinks her most fertile years are in her 30s and that it's not... Ch- that it's China virus's fault that she missed her f- most fertile years of her early 30s. <laughs> An adjacent article criticizes a 35-year-old being considered geriatric pregnancy because miscarriages and birth defects increase significantly. Whoa. The second article... See, I talked about them being deformed. <laughs> uh, the second article is correct that each woman is different. Some are born with more eggs, some fewer. Uh, and they lose them at different rates. However, it also points out that applying the original study metrics to new data gathered since since reduces the age to 33 years old. Our hormone and industrial chemical-laden environment probably make matters worse for the ladies having babies. It's almost as if both articles were written by assisted reproductive technology, ART, beneficiaries that industry makes at least $60,000 per patient. Whoa, I've heard about this. I think Base America First has talked about this before, maybe. So why wouldn't it keep telling women to work in their 20s so that they can give their savings to doctors when they have trouble conceiving in their 30s? (laughs) It's kind of like working so that you can pay for your car to get to work. (laughs) Uh, Bill Clinton lauding his reduction in teen birth rate, not pregnancy, was coincident with pushing birth control and safe, legal, and rare uh, uh, abortion, which really meant on-demand and funded by taxpayers. Wow, thank you, Ego Israel. Great super chat there on Buy Me a Coffee. Zuzu CC on with three coffees. Cheapo De Niro Samson. And uh, cutting, hair-cutting emojis. One, two, three, four, five, six of them. She knows my weakness. I accidentally told her when I got, never mind, inebriated. I disavow. JC from Little Rock, Arkansas, Arkansas, um, bought a coffee. Hopefully this is pithy, he says. The guy who had road rage in that clip on Hour 3 of JLP today is how I feel when you react with our reactions that makes me happy. <laughs> I don't know why I let you make me so upset, but a few people tell you, you're wrong and evil. I might be a zesty, sensitive mama. He's using a Amer- American Anchor Baby slash arty art word. But having you as my nemesis brings me joy. I just hope to make a positive impact. You choose to hate. I choose love. Back at you. You choose hate. I choose love. Speaking of which, I uh, tell that race-hustling boss of yours I said hi. And don't give up on the show. Being, be honest, inventing, that's refreshing. <laughs> okay. Oh, last question. How do you accept that you're uh, my favorite Bond host laughing face emojis, like seven of them or so? Well, uh, I accept it. Let's see. The King of Graduates says, you, your music makes me envy Helen Keller, who I'm told by Big Bear was fake, a hoax. Carver bought a coffee. Hey, Hake was driving around with the woman. What woman, Carver? <laughs> And decided to play Matilda the Gorilla on the radio. <laughs> the response was typical. What is this? Why are we listening to this? And other various complaining. But I had fun. And think I finally understand the joy of hake music. <laughs> in the confusion and bewilderment of others. Say no to jumping thesin- Jesse thumping. And yes to hake bumping. Right on, Carver. That's funny. Great Super Chats, guys. 
Ah, my goodness. Hector in New Mexico. Man, so many of these callers, so many to get to. Call me tomorrow, guys, if I don't get to you. Hector in New Mexico on the line four. What's up, man? Hey, James. Uh, I'll make this quick. I know we got, we're towards the end of the show here. Indeed. One minute. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I was listening. I've just been lurking in the the past few days. I haven't been in the chat, but your last caller had stated something about Nixon, and it prompted me to call. I was, I was going to see if you knew about this, but um, did, did you know the reason why Nixon had taken the dollar off of the gold standard was because the Chinese were buying all of our gold? Oh, wow. So he, he removed the gold standard because China was buying our gold? Wow. Yeah, and so he okay. he felt he felt that it was necessary to to act on that. So he took the gold the dollar off the gold standard and and they were supposed to um he was supposed to restore it, but he never did. And I don't know why I don't know why exactly he never why he never did, but but that's the reasoning behind that. And um, so yeah, kind of a I guess a little a little fun fact there for you. Interesting, man. I appreciate that. Uh, the plot thickens. See, we don't know the whole story. Thank you, Hector. Appreciate you, man. Uh, call me oh, again sometime. Um, by the way, your your break song was really cool. I liked it. Oh, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Have a- have a good day, James. All right, you too. Guys, this has been the Hake Report. In um, Frederick, Brian, uh, Rick, and William, and the rest of the callers, got to talk to you tomorrow. I'm already late. Bye. Catch Joel Friday here. And catch this is Donut Man. Children, children. Adios, America. Bye. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great fun. Children, children, come and listen. Come and hear our Jesus love. Children, children, come and see him. Come and see how Jesus loves. Children, children, come and touch him. Come and touch our
Cause Lord, there's nothing better than your love Come and bless us with your love